Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. From Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode one, Do the Work. Hello, welcome to Being Boss. This is Kathleen Shannon from Braid Creative. And Emily Thompson from Indie Shopography. So Emily and I decided to start a podcast together. We're calling it Being Boss, and it's for creative entrepreneurs who want to take their shit to the next level. Heck yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So Emily, you and I have been friends for how long now? Oh my God. that I didn't expect that question. Um, <laughs> four years? Has it been four years? Maybe even five? Maybe even, no, not quite five. Four years. Okay, so four years. Yeah. So I think that we started off reading each other's blogs. Yes. Um, whenever I was still blogging about... Your hair. My hair, <laughs> making making a home, learning how to cook. Yep. You were kind of, were you lifestyle blogging? Um, a, a little bit. I, I think I always sort of dabbled with the lifestyle blogging, but I think I was, I was pretty, I was pretty hard into, into building the biz at that time. And so it was lots of like, just really horrible, like client blog posts <laughs> that I go back and read now. And they're not bad, but, um, but yeah, I was, I was sort of really getting into sort of business blogging, I guess at that time. And I remember, I don't even remember how I found you, but I do remember being obsessed with your hair. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't even have my dreadlocks then. I, I know. No, you didn't. It was short and curly and blonde and fantastic. Um, and you were also just starting, um, you were, I just I started just freelancing. left your agency job. Okay. So I yeah. was working at an advertising agency as a senior art director and it was a really fantastic job, but, um, I was over it. I was ready to be my own boss. So sure. I quit my job. And I was blogging also about freelancing. My family is not entrepreneurial at all. And so it was a big, scary leap. And blogging about it was a way to share it. But unsuspectingly, I was able to position myself as an expert in working for oneself. <laughs> you were great at it. And, and everything has really grown from there. So I guess we were both blogging about running our own businesses um, and I wouldn't even really consider freelancing my own business. It wasn't really until my sister quit her agency job also and joined forces with me and we started Braid Creative that I really felt like I was launching a business. And you've just started really hiring people too, right, Emily? I have. I um, I hired, oh, I guess I hired my first guy. <laughs> Corey, I hired him almost two years ago, actually. Um, I think in March is his two-year like job anniversary or whatever. And you also hired your baby daddy. I did. I did. I hired my baby daddy about a year ago, and he now like manages my entire business. He's super busy right now trying to get bookkeeping done for the end of the year. Um, so, so yeah, hire my, my baby daddy. I have Corey who does some client support stuff. Um, and I have, um, a junior designer and a photographer on staff too. So we, um, we do do lots of fun things, but I guess we should actually talk about what we do. I know. Yeah. So what do we do? <laughs> so I run Indie Geography. 
On the surface, I guess you can call us a web design studio, but what we do is so much more than that. Um, our work with creative entrepreneur clients has really morphed us in the past year or two into a design strategy and coaching almost agency <laughs> where we not only design up websites and launch them for our clients, um, but we guide them through thoroughly planning a site that will best fit their brand, um, their needs and their future growth. But we also pair that with expanded planning to really make sure that their brand has a succinct and cohesive presence across their place on the web. Right now, we work with our clients one-on-one through uh, through an engagement we call Indie Boom, and it's a six to twelve month intense but super productive engagement that gets our clients branding, which we do outsource quite a bit of that to Braid Creative. We do website, we do social planning, and and so much more. Um, and we also just launched a semi group offering called Indie Boom Light, which mixes one on one engagement to really dive deep into our clients' business. Um, and we pair that with group coaching to help our clients get some hardcore planning and visualizing in place before you jump into the design of your brand or the development of your website. Um, So before they jump into a big engagement, either with our team or with any other designer. Um, So basically we work with um, other coaches and designers and makers, um, build kick-ass online presences for their business. Cool. That's that is that's what you do. <laughs> that's exactly okay. What I do. So um, at Braid Creative, and we're it's we're a small team of it's me and my sister own it, and then we've got Liz who is our right hand lady, and we have a junior designer, Kristen, and um, we do branding and business visioning for creative entrepreneurs. So we started out really just with the branding aspect of it, but we found that so much of your business lies in your brand whenever you work for yourself. And a lot of people were asking us for a lot of visioning advice. So we're not going to get into financials or anything like that, even though we do that for ourselves. Um, But we do help people create somewhat of a, a business vision, a plan of where they are now and where they want to go next and how they can position themselves um, so that they can attract more dream customers and embrace their expertise. Um, so yeah, branding and business visioning is what we do. But I really also found that through my work, um, that work and life itself are not v- so separate whenever you work for yourself. And so I started um, doing a lot of creative coaching. I actually got some life coaching training from Martha Beck who has a column in the Oprah magazine. She's fantastic. And so I've been able to integrate some of the things I learned from her into my creative coaching. Um, So yeah, branding, business visioning, and creative coaching. Love it. We also have some e-courses and um, a couple of digital products, which I'm hoping to expand. So anyway, this podcast is all about being, being the boss, right? Being an guys can listen too, but I think that it's about being the boss lady <laughs> or at least we're boss ladies. <laughs> I completely agree. I, I, I was just asking David, my, my baby daddy and business manager the other day, I was like, what would you call me? And I told him, I know it's a little question. <laughs> like watch what you, how you answer. But, but I feel like boss lady is, is sort of a, sort of a good word for, um, 
for what we are these days, boss lady. So this podcast is going to be us talking about, well, I guess giving sneak peeks behind the scenes of what it's like to run our own businesses. Everything from Mm -hmm. talking about money to how we grow our teams to productivity tips and advice, how we get our work done. What else? I hope that we can interview some really great people. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we do have a dream list of people we want to interview <laughs> and really great topics we want to cover. Um, yeah, lots, lots about money, lots about, um, lots about productivity, um, maybe some, some business common sense and not so common sense. So putting systems in place and, and what's this blogging thing we're supposed to be doing and how does it work these days? Um, so really sort of diving into, yeah, what it's like to, to run a creative, mostly online business in today's world. And I think throwing in some life stuff too, both you and I, Emily, are moms. Mm-hmm. And while not everyone listening to this podcast might be a parent, um, everyone listening to this podcast hopefully has a life. And that work-life blend can get messy so we'll be we'll be throwing some of that stuff in there too. So today what we really want to talk about is doing the work. And I think that what separates the hobbyists from the professionals whenever it comes to creative industry is doing the work. So I'm curious Emily, what does doing the work mean to you? Oh, doing the work, doing the work is everything. <laughs> Everything for me, it's it's everything between the wanting and the having. So this idea of um, of you know you want to to fill your project calendar by a certain date, and that's something that you want now. But how do you get there? So the doing the work is is all the things that come between wanting something and actually accomplishing it. Um, and for me, it's something I say. I, I like the the idea of hobbyists versus professionals. But so the way that I tend to look at it is, is I feel like doing the work is what separates the creatives from the creative entrepreneurs. Because um, creatives are everywhere. You know, we, we're painting and, and writing and, and designing, but it's doing the work and making these goals and actually doing what you have to do to, to, to reach them is what turns you into an entrepreneur. And that's what sort of opens the door to endless possibilities. So doing the work is all the things <laughs> that you have to do between wanting something and actually accomplishing it. Um, so that can be anything from, you know, implementing social media, um, you know, for, for a business or, um, or even just defining that dream customer and, and doing what you have to do to, to reach them. Um, so, yeah, that for me is what doing the work is. It's all the things that come between that you have to do between wanting something for your business or your life or whatever um, and actually accomplishing it and having it. What about you? You know, I think it's, it's funny because whenever we're looking at Pinterest and reading blogs, it looks like other people are just overnight successes. Like maybe they were in the right place at the right time. And in my heart of hearts, (laughs) I still believe that there are those people that just have lucky breaks. Right. But but the overnight success is a myth. So even the people that I look at, I'm like, how did they – I mean, it was seemingly overnight. Even though they – you can talk about sweat equity and all of that. Anyway, 
I think that doing the work is what makes you look like an overnight success 10 years later. I completely agree with that. (laughs) So I was thinking about our topic today of doing the work and I started thinking about my brother who is in town for the holidays right now. And um, my brother is a sideshow performer. He's been living in New York for the last 10 years. He worked down at Coney Island hammering nails into his face and swallowing swords and breathing fire for a living. So, like, he's the ultimate creative (laughs) uh, whenever it comes to his profession. And so I used to go visit him in New York. Um, He's actually in the process of moving to New Orleans, which is kind of close to you, Emily, right? Yeah, I'll go visit all the time. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe we can meet there. Anyway, so... I would visit him quite a bit whenever he was living in New York, at least once a year. And one morning I woke up um, after sleeping in a little bit. Maybe we had a little bit of a hangover from going out the (laughs) night before and drinking too much whiskey in a hipster bar in Brooklyn. So I wake up kind of early to stumble into the kitchen and start making some coffee. And my brother is already awake. And it's probably 8 a.m. I mean, it's pretty early. And he's sitting in front of his laptop watching videos, and he has handcuffs on. And basically, he is working on some handcuff tricks and working on handcuff escape stuff. Anyway, he spent the next hour working on that while I was doing my morning routine of drinking coffee and going through some blogs that I like to read. And he told me that he had been working on this handcuff escape routine and until he had bruised his wrists from working on it so much. (laughs) And I just thought it was so cool that he was up awake early and just, I mean, the tiniest little trick, just working on it over and over and over again until he was perfecting it. And whenever he performs, he gets up on stage, he's lit well, he has his really cool costume on and he's in his full character and he does the escape and it's amazing and it looks really glamorous but what you don't see are those bruised wrists and those countless hours of work it took for him to perfect this trick and so I guess that's what I think of whenever I think of doing the work is that you know like we're whenever people ask us what does a day in the life look like for you it's not all puppies and rainbows and painting and brainstorming and coffee meetings a lot of times it's me staring at my computer screen yeah looking really uninteresting (laughs) doing the work I I I completely agree I, I I spend more time than not just with a headache almost from staring at my computer screen for days but for me that's definitely doing the work too and 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 I think that I don't know your brother's story is definitely I don't know, that's that's what doing the work is and this idea that, that you do sort of see this end result, but there's so much work that goes into this end result. Um, you know, I've, I don't know, my, I guess, growth has happened a whole lot in the past couple of months. And um, I get emails from people that are like, you know, how have I not seen you before? Where have you been? You know, how have you gotten this big so fast? And I'm like, I haven't gotten this big so fast. <laughs> it has taken, you know, we're, you know, five years into it. And it has taken five years of grueling work. And, you know, this this idea of five years and your 10,000 hours and being an expert, I got my 10,000 hours 
probably a year or two ago <laughs> from right. working, you know, 12 hour days and, you know, 60 hour work weeks on the regular, um, you know, taking care of myself, obviously, cause that's definitely part of it too. But, um, but, but there's a lot of work that goes into doing the work and, and getting to where you want to be. Um, and that really is sort of the dividing line between, you know, your brother who gets out of the handcuffs <laughs> and someone who may not be that great at handcuffs. Um, and, and I think that's the, doing the work is, is the dividing line period. <laughs> right. So to continue the, I guess it's not a metaphor because my brother really is doing the work, but so he also breathes fire. And one year um, after performing, a guy went home and thought it'd be cool to show his family that he can breathe fire he burned his face off and was in the ICU burn unit That's for horrible. a full month. Yeah, really horrible. And so I think that Let that, be that a just lesson. goes to show, you're right, <laughs> is, that, is that maybe here's what it is, too, is that it takes little steps. You know, and so sometimes the work, like, what does that actually look like? Um, and I think that it is whenever you talk about where you are and where you want to be, it's all the little steps in between. And so when do you feel like you're doing the work and what does that actually look like? Like what is something really specific that you're doing whenever you're doing the work? Sure. Well, I always start the work <laughs> with, uh, with hardcore planning. For me, planning anything is like is, is, is setting your roadmap for your work, period. Um, so, you know, you, you make a goal and this is sort of this is where you, you want to be or where you will be. Um, but how are you going to get there? And it's, it's planning out those small steps. So, um, you know, for us, we are going to be doing, um, an email marketing overhaul this year, um, where, you know, our open rate has gotten down, our numbers are growing, but, but our open rate is going down. And so we have this, this email marketing goal that we have, uh, we want to get, you know, to like, um, I, we want to gain 3000 subscribers in the next, I don't know, six months, I think. Um, but that also includes cleaning out our current list, which is going to be just sort of a, I don't know, <laughs> sort of a, like cutting me off of the knees almost. So we have this big list and if only, you know, 30% of the people are opening, it's time to just clean out all the old mm -hmm. ones. Um, so we sat down and we, and we devised a plan. So here's our goal. We want to get 3000 new subscribers. We want a really healthy list with a very high open rate. What are we going to do to get there? So, you know, for me, doing the work always starts with some planning and setting out that roadmap and knowing what our goal is um, and knowing what all those little steps are, you know, going to be to get there. So for us, it's going to be, you know, sending out newsletters to our current list saying, if you want to stay on our list, resubscribe um, or whatever those, you know, those first little steps. And then we're going to be doing some, um, some like webinars and some list building activities over the next couple of months. Um, so for me, it's planning and implementing um, but it's also the not pretty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the, doing the work is, is not, is again, it's not this Pinterest perfect, um, thing that everyone gets to look at. I mean, it's, it's paper and it's pens and it's, you know, meetings of the mind and having these powwows with people who are smarter than you. Um, and, and then planning out this course of action, but then actually doing it, uh, which is. I think a part that a lot of people forget to do <laughs> yeah. is the actual doing part where we, where we set this roadmap, um, but then we do it. So, you know, it's sending out emails, it's sending, it's, um, devising, devising growth, um, 
growth events. So webinars and writing that webinar and scheduling that webinar and marketing that webinar. Okay. So all of that stuff though, it's still, whenever you were saying it, it still sounds really big and almost overwhelming. Like you're saying this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I should be doing this stuff too. But for me, so doing the work, like if I were to start down that path, it's literally opening the InDesign file or literally opening the Google Doc and going through the motions. And so I would say that the hardest part of doing the work for me is getting started. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard this as it relates to even working out is that the hardest part is just putting on your shoes, tying them and going out the door. And then the rest of it's pretty, you just do it. And so for me, it's, it's opening that file. Um, so if I could, give one bit of advice whenever it comes to doing the work is to just open the file, to title it, to set your parameters. Definitely. I, I completely, completely agree. I was, I was reading a book recently, uh, Joy Inc. And I can't remember who it's by. We'll put it in the show notes, I'm sure. Um, but it's, it's about a programming company in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and how they tackle these huge like software development projects that they have. And, and one of the things that he says is, you know, they do these cards for tracking projects and, um, and in saying that the hardest part is definitely getting started. And for them, it's having this sort of preset card that every project starts with. That's just like the basic stuff. Um, so it's the basic stuff that gets you started. So for you, it's opening your file. For them, it's having this card with these, you know, these basic to-dos that gets the ball rolling. For me, it's making a plan. <laughs> for, before I can even open a file, I have to know what's going to come after I open the file. So, like, I'm, I'm a hardcore planner. You know, you set your parameters and get your boundaries in place, which I think is genius. And then these guys sort of have this, this set to-do list that they tackle or they start – tackling each project with. Um, so yeah, doing the work I think is definitely easy, easiest when you find what works for you in terms of just getting it started. So what do you think are some traits or characteristics of people who do the work? Oh, some serious boss ladies. (laughs) I, so I've recently read a few books, um, of ladies who do the work and so Sophia Amoruso, I don't know if I'm yeah. saying her name right, but Girl Boss. If you haven't read yes. that yet, hashtag Girl Boss. It's it's really good. I like the first half of the book a little bit better than the second half, but it's all about this woman who started selling vintage on eBay at the rise of eBay and then went on to have a multi-million dollar company. And then also Amy Poehler's Yes Please changed my life reading this book. And it's, again, what we see of Amy Poehler on Parks and Rec or on Saturday Night Live is this really funny, awesome lady, and she makes it look so effortless and easy. But there was a lot of work and a lot of ramen noodles that went into that. (laughs) Um, And I guess something, a characteristic of people who do the work that I found in common just from reading these ladies that I admire is that they really love what they're doing yeah, and they love what they're doing so much. They have so much purpose behind it that they don't mind doing all the little things it takes to get from where they are to where they want to be because they're enjoying the journey along the way as cheesy as it sounds. I love that. I, I, I completely agree. I think you have to be like 
annoyingly optimistic sometimes. <laughs> this idea that even whenever you're sitting there eating this bowl of ramen, like, you know, in a year, it won't be ramen. Sort of, this sort of idea that you have to be super endlessly optimistic and... and or, like, wow, this ramen tastes awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can eat ramen for the rest of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, let's see. So, so being super optimistic... Um, I think just being very courageous and like, and, and not like, I don't know, raw or courageous, <laughs> but, but knowing that, I don't know, any sort of setback is just a setback. You, you keep pushing, um, and not being afraid of, of anything that could go wrong or will go wrong or, um, or it's just sort of any of the stuff that can go on in your head. You know, I feel like a lot of fear that we have, um, uh, that keeps us from actually doing the work. It's mostly just in your head nonsense. And when you can actually like talk yourself through whatever issues you're having, <laughs> you can, you can yeah. really sort of push through. And I know fear is something we're going to hit on lots in the future. Um, I I'm, love talking about fear. <laughs> I love it. I do too. It's one of my because, favorite Because topics. I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I will admit I'm scared every damn day. I'm scared yes. and not there's that cheesy Pinterest quote. That's like every day do something that scares you, which I don't <laughs> really buy into. Right. Well, I, and, I, and I don't have a lot seek. of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's not about seeking like something that's scary. Like I'm not going to go just jump off a cliff or anything like that. But I think if you're, if you're doing what you love to do every day is a little bit scary. So you can sort it's sort of turned around in this idea. Do something that scares you every day. Don't go do something that's going to scare you. Or it's just like having having skin in the game. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about whenever it comes to doing the work, whenever you would rather binge on Netflix and just watch Orange is the New Black. Yeah. <laughs> Or the Mindy Project. So I just not got into the Mindy Project. I'm obsessed. So that's another girl boss right there. Mindy Kaling's book is really good. Good. Um, and she's a funny boss lady. So anyway, so like systems for doing the work whenever you'd rather take the day off. For me, it is scheduling everything on my Google Calendar. I schedule my workouts. I schedule my meetings. I schedule... I mean, even you and I, Emily, get together once or twice a month to have a girl boss meeting. Yes. <laughs> where we're just exchanging information and ideas. It's nothing formal. It's super casual. Mm -hmm. But it would be so easy to not do if we weren't putting it on the books because we're both busy ladies. So I think that scheduling everything has helped me tremendously in doing the work. Absolutely. I'm the same way. I get up every morning and from bed, <laughs> even, um, I will, I will just sort of schedule out our day. That's actually even one of the, one of the questions that David and I ask each other every morning when we wake up, like, what are we doing today? Like, what do we want to accomplish today? And we'll go through like our meetings, our workouts, um, you know, when people are going to be in the studio, when we need to be here, I think having a plan in place, again, <laughs> having a plan in place, <laughs> so you know how you're going to execute your day, um, makes it makes it easier to get out of bed, <laughs> right. I think, than just, you know, laying in bed going, oh, I have so many things, but I don't know what I want to do first. It's about, you know, prioritizing and getting it down and having a checklist and, and, and just doing it. <laughs> Okay, so we're running out of time here. I want to talk a little bit about what people can expect from our future podcasts. So here's what you can expect from our podcast moving forward is 
We're hoping to launch or release an episode once a week. And they'll be about, we're hoping, 30 minutes long, give or take. And we'll continue talking about some of the topics that we touched on today, like prioritizing, scheduling, um, time management tips, productivity ideas. Yes. What, whatever you need to do to be boss. <laughs> yes. I think money is, I think money should be our next podcast. I'm perfectly okay We should okay talk about that. money in our next podcast. And if anyone has any questions, either about money or any other topic you think we might be able to tackle, we invite you to visit our website at lovebeingboss.com and you'll find a form for you to submit to ask us questions that we'll try to answer in future episodes. And it's important to mention, you can find show notes, so a lot of the things that we reference during our podcast, and just a summary of what we're talking about, you can find at lovebeingboss.com, and you can also listen to our podcasts through that website. Yes, the website is definitely going to be where you find all the good stuff, but you can also find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Okay, so go to lovebeingboss.com for show notes. Um, recaps of the show, links and resources, and to listen to the podcast there. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter so that you know when each episode is being released. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. You can find us online at lovebeingboss.com. We'll see you next week. Now I'm too scared to talk. <laughs> be boss, be boss, being boss.